All-State Paranormal is proud to announce it's hosting the first East Central Indiana Paranormal Conference, July 9th to the 11th. Three days of special guests, workshops, lectures, and fun events. Fun for the whole family. For more information, please check us out at paraconference.com. What are we made of? Why do I get sick? How can I live a more balanced whole life? These are just a few of the questions explored each week by naturopath, medical intuitive, and clairvoyant, Dr. Rita Louise on Just Energy Radio. Explore your possibilities every Friday evening from 7 to 9 p.m. Central Standard Time. Join us at JustEnergyRadio.com. to learn about and understand. Join us here at Supernatural Existence and learn about the many mysteries of the universe. Feel free to subscribe via any of your favorite podcast directories, including iTunes, or check us out on the Supernatural Existence website at www.globi.com. The mysteries are waiting to be understood. I really want to see something. 
supernatural with my own eyes, not hear it or think I heard it or anything like that, actually see it with my own eyes, capture it on camera, hear something weird or something like that. You're listening to Ghostly Talk with Doug, Scott L., and Bonnie. All right, now's the time. Dun, dun, dun. You guys thought I forgot. I actually didn't. <laughs> I just remembered. I thought you remembered. First emailer, it is 8.07 p.m. in the Eastern time, or Eastern Daylight Time now. And uh, I have in my hand here a copy of the new, well, not quite new, but still very fresh and wonderful uh, Postmortem Canticles of Necromancy by the artist EVP from Germany, Scorpios. We've had him on the show before. 8.07, first emailer into Scott L. at ghostlytalk.com. Gets a free CD on our, it's on our stamp, too. We'll send it out to you, no problem at all. We don't, we, some people, you have to charge the shipping and handling to send stuff out, but we'll take care of it for you. It's on us. Uh, thanks for listening to the show. First emailer gets the, gets the CD. Hang tight. Uh, first, yeah, winner takes all on that one. Uh, thank you, guys. Winner takes yeah, all. Well, they take Ooh. all. Well, you know, I'm feeling kind of generous. I might throw a sticker and a button in there, too, just because I'm feeling real generous. See? Now, that's a deal. Speaking of being generous, ooh. Ooh, what are we, ooh. <laughs> we're, we're already starting. We're already... Speaking of being generous, Bonnie, mm. are you a generous woman? I yeah. am. Working as a mechanical engineer, Katie came to understand the necessity of system integrity. Now she applies these skills to the human spirit, a highly complex system, which can break down in complex and subtle ways. Much of her shamanic, shamanic work is oriented towards wholeness. Katie helps people to find their way back to themselves and find all these parts they've lost, forgotten, denied, or disowned. Her website is www.handsoverheart.com. Art.com. And with that, I'd like to welcome back Katie Weatherup to the show. How are you doing, Katie? I'm doing great. Thank you so much. I love getting to hear my bio in the important radio announcer voice. That's very exciting. Well, Wait, I have an important radio? Yeah, uh, what show were you on? Because <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, all things being relative. Well, I'm having a good night tonight. I haven't I haven't flubbed up too bad on the bios. Um, our other co-host, Doug, um, we think he has just literally fallen asleep on the couch, in all honesty. We uh, we worked a very, Doug and I both worked together. We worked a very long weekend together, and he worked longer than I did. He said he was going to try to call into the show tonight, and we haven't been able to get a hold of him since the beginning of the show. Nope. So we think that he's actually passed outside. And Doug usually handles the... And the, he does them he does, well. them he does them eloquently. He's very good at it. And um, I'm actually just... You're lucky tonight. I'm having a decent night. So <laughs> it's, it, well, we we'll see how we go after that. Now, all right. I, uh, let's see where we're going to start with this thing. Um, well, let's just, let's, just, let's just launch it off with this. How... Okay. How can I... I okay. You said this to many men. I haven't been kissed enough today. Could you help me with that? Now... I want to know how that works out for you. Yeah, yeah. How did this work out for you, Katie, to start? Well, well, first of all, I said it in in a different tone of voice. So it was more like, I have not been kissed enough today. Could you help me with that? And, yeah, that's you know, way you better. Should, yeah, you, you should visualize it, you know, with, with perhaps a, a deep breath, perhaps a little bit of cleavage involved because I, you know, play at Renaissance fairs and so, you know, oh, I okay. own several outfits of this nature. And as far as how it worked out, I managed to get kissed a lot as a result, which was absolutely wonderful. Ah. Um, there, there were some number of men who fled into the night and, you know, were alarmed and surprised by this, but um, mostly it, it was a really fabulous way to uh, gain some sexual experience in a very efficient way. I have my engineering background, so efficiency was always a good thing. Okay, so it's not, I mean, obviously, I'm as romantic as a dinosaur, but, uh, <laughs> and it's obvious by how I just said that sentence. I mean, if I, if I had any type of romanticism, maybe I would have read that and said, oh, yes, I haven't been kissed enough today. Can you, oh, you have I, already I, improved, I, yeah. I haven't, I haven't been kissed enough today, Katie. Could you help me with that, honey? I just threw up in my mouth, so let's not do that ever again. Well, no, it's it, well. I mean, in this in this thing, though, I have to agree. I mean, when it comes to romance, romance and romanticism, it is a lot of how you say things. I actually made a joke about this years ago uh, with some coworkers. I'm like, I can make anything, and this, you know, this ties in. It's funny, but it ties in. Um, I'm like, I can make anything you say into a sexual innuendo. 
I guarantee you. And they're oh, like, well, absolutely. They're like, how do you do that? I'm like, it's all about how it's said. I'm like, you know, let's say, you know, no, I'm, I'm, hey, Scott, go fly a kite. Oh, I'd like to fly her kite. Oh, <laughs> goodness. You know, I'd like to fly. It's all how you say it, right? I mean, do you follow what I'm saying, Katie? Absolutely. Yeah. How you say it makes a lot of difference. Okay. So, um, go ahead. I'm sorry. So, so for me, though, starting off saying this, the problem was I was so painfully shy at the beginning of my kissing quest that I really couldn't string two words together if I was faced with an attractive man. There was blushing. There was stuttering. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was just so incredibly self-conscious. So what I figured was if I had a pre-rehearsed line, then I could probably get that out without stammering too much through it. Mm-hmm. And then if he ha- if the guy had something to else to do with his mouth, he wasn't going to expect me to make small talk, which was really good. I you like know, your small way of thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I really like it. It works for me. Yeah, yeah. I I had a lot of fun with it, kissed many, many men, and it was just such a great way to play with sexual energy in a way that was really safe and really contained and allowed me to just have a better experience with it because as somebody who's really energetically sensitive, mm-hmm. um, it's a lot of energy. It's a very, very intense energy, and it's easy, particularly for women, to get really overwhelmed by how much intensity goes with sexual energy, and so they can want to connect with men and want to have an experience with men, but when the energy gets too strong or somebody's very bold in terms of their sexual approach, the woman can you know, find herself scuttling back and, and withdrawing abruptly, even if that's not her intention, and so... Mm. Um, for me, this was kind of a creative and very efficient, as an engineer, efficiency just really appeals to me, yeah. um, way of playing with sexual energy, getting comfortable with it, having it happen on my terms. And, you know, it's amazing. After you ask a certain number of perfect strangers to kiss you, the shyness factor is tremendously diminished. Well, I think that's a quick way to kind of, yeah, kind of break the ice. I'm going to have to do that because I'm way <laughs> too shy around people. Well, no, yeah. <laughs> That, that's a, that's a mic channel shut off line right there. I have to say. Well, no. Usually, I think what, what I find interesting about this, Katie, is that you know, in our society, at least uh, from what I've seen and grown up around, you know, the men are the ones that I, I guess are the ones that make the moves, or they're the pursuers, right? And you know, I mean, Lemmy said it best: the chase is better than the catch, you know, and stuff like that. And they're the ones that are out there. They're the ones that are out there, and they're making the moves. And they're, you know, would you like to go out on a date with me sometime, honey? I'll take you to a restaurant. I mean, there's oh my I mean, there's god, all these things, but there, you know, that's part of the whole thing. I mean, there's how did the, you ever get a date? I never got a date. Okay. <laughs> Amber's my first girlfriend. You kidding? <laughs> That's why I'm. I, yeah, I'm. 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 I'm very happy where I'm at with this thing because I. I. I can't do that. But no, the men are the ones that usually pursue. So, and you know, in my experience, I, mean, I went to college. Right? There was, you know, I. I did meet, you know, women like we were at bars and stuff like that who were. You know, kind of in this vein you're talking about, all right? And I have to watch what I say to my girlfriend sitting right here. <laughs> no, nothing bad happened. But, I mean, I had met women that were like that, like, you know, God, you're good looking. Grab me, you, you beast of a man, and take me now. You know, and, and I'm like, I mean, I, I'll be honest with you. I mean, and, the guy, and I've seen other guys react the same way where they're like, Holy crap! I, I how do I respond to this? She's the not the aggressor, but she's the pursuer here, uh, you know. And I think that takes a lot of guys off guard too, Katie. Absolutely, I I have that experience of you know men being intimidated by me being the sexual initiator, and in fairness to them, it was a little bit of a bait and switch because I was giving off all the vibes that said I'm very very shy. And then suddenly this would come out of my mouth, and so it was a completely different energy than what they were expecting. Mm-hmm. My favorite example of that is actually somebody who swaggered up to me and introduced himself and said, Hi, I'm Romeo. And I explained to Romeo that I'd not been kissed enough, and could he help me with that? And his eyes got really big, and he took two steps back, and he started looking around frantically to see, What can I do that is an honorable retreat strategy? Because I don't just want to... I'm not comfortable, so I need something to occupy me. And so he, he, you know, starts looking around, and a a friend of mine who was with me says, well, maybe he needs a demonstration. So he gave me a lovely kiss, and by the time I looked up, Romeo had fled into the night, never to be seen again. Oh, poor Romeo, poor Romeo, poor Romeo. Jeez. He was a wherefore out thou kind of Romeo, I think. Well, again, now... 
Okay, how do I explain this one? I, I there is. I'm trying to do this. Tactfully. I'm trying to do this tactfully. I'm, I, I, you know, and I, I want. To, I'm taking this very seriously too. This is because I think a lot of people out there can learn from this. Absolutely. Stuff. You know, I totally forgot. You know, I told you earlier, Katie, that I'm melting down, and I'm in the middle of melting down right now, and I totally forgot what my point was. <laughs> totally. <laughs> no, but there is, the, it's just a very, it takes people off guard, like I said before. And I think that it takes people off yeah. guard. Now, well, and the other thing, too, um, just to be that open, like you said, your friend actually said, hey, let me give him a, de- a demonstration. That's the point I wanted to make. There it is. Okay. I think guys... and. I'll be frank, men are territorial. They've always been territorial. Mm-hmm. They'll be territorial tomorrow. They'll be territorial next week, all right? And I think what happens is, I know, and I know from my previous dating experience, which is not very extensive, I don't have a very long resume on that, but one of the things I know is I refused to, to be the fool, right? And what I mean by that was that I had a lot of friends I saw who just got played, bad by by women mm. or it goes both ways too i mean oh, yeah, it, it goes both ways but i saw a lot of friends of mine just get drugged through the coals you know i mean and it happened to me too i had some bad things happen to me in the past also and i said you know after a certain amount of that i'm like i refuse to be a fool right i will not be taken advantage of i will not be talked to you like that so if you were to walk up to me uh, katie in a bar or wherever we were at the library or something and said i haven't been kissed enough today could you help me with that? I would go, okay, where's Candid Camera at? What's going on here? Who's screwing with me right now? And that's literally, I know that's what I would do. I'd be like, are you kidding me? What, what are you talking about? Well, you could be, you obviously are very serious about this. Yeah, I did. I did get asked to repeat myself a fair bit. So my estimation that I'd only have to stutter out one line was, was flawed in that I did get asked to repeat myself a, a fairly often. My most successful was if somebody else could actually go up ahead of me and explain my goals to potential kissable men. Yeah. Um, and then they had some time to adjust to the idea and, you know, and, and connect with it. So that, that definitely made a difference. And now, we just, now, I, I got to ask this, too. Are we talking just a little peck on the cheek, a little peck on the lips? Are we talking about, like, like, like a whole... Oh, my like a whole, God. No, all, I mean, what are we talking about here? I mean, are we talking about a, just a friendly little peck, you know, or are we talking about take me down, you, you bastion of manliness, you, and, and show me how it... I mean, what, what exactly are we talking about in detail here? We're actually talking about a range. Um, I tend, I tended to let the man, um, you know, specify up to a point. It was within the context of the kiss, so mm-hmm. you know there would be no ass grabbing or you know <laughs> other things. And I was, and I was really clear with people about what yeah. my goals were, so I didn't confuse people by giving yeah. the impression that I was propositioning them to go to bed with me because yeah. going to bed with me was way too intense. Uh-huh. But. Within that context, there's no reason to do a kiss by half measures. If you've, you've got somebody to kiss you, there's there's no reason not to make it a thorough kind of experience. So. Yeah, I, I don't want people to just, I just don't want people to get the wrong impression here. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's why I asked you that. I don't want people to be like, oh, yeah. okay, run around and sleep with everybody you can. It's going to be great. <laughs> You're going to have a ball. I mean, no, there's, this is something, this is a healthy thing. This is to get in touch with your sexual energy, uh, which we'll talk more about, too. So, yeah, we needed to get, I, I'm not trying to be like, <laughs> you know, I'm trying to be perverted. Like the creepy perv. I'm not trying to be creepy. I'm just trying to get the details here because, hey, look, yeah. information is and I, What's up? Yeah, and I know women who are, who are extremely promiscuous and have a fabulous time, and I think that's absolutely wonderful if it's what works for them. and often leads them into, you know, other places in their life and other territories. It was just for me personally, um, actually having sex with somebody was a much, much bigger step. And so it wasn't, so casual sex didn't work for me, but casual kissing was a really great substitute that allowed me to get a lot of experience Mm -hmm. without some of the, you know, getting overwhelmed and some of the other liabilities that go along with, um, you know, casual sex. Creating informal sexual intimacy. Now, Mm -hmm. this is an interesting idea, okay, and this is to better explore sexuality itself. How, I mean, now I think the, the the former is one of those ways of doing that. Am I correct? Yes. Is there, are there any other ways we can do this? I mean, well, I don't. Um, know. I have no idea. You tell me. <laughs> yeah, um, I mostly did it with the kissing quest. I think there are lots of different ways to do it. Um, I think that there's some basic ways that help make it work very, very well. Mm-hmm. One of them is just purely the safety aspect. I would never go into a bar by myself and play my kissing quest. Yeah, I always did it when I had, 
Yeah, I always do it when I had friends on hand, um, just in case somebody mistook my goals or didn't understand or, you know, had some kind of weird reaction. I always did it in the context of, of having people with me, and I always did it with a being as clear about my goals as possible. So, mm. you know, I, in addition to just walking up to people, I also spent time explaining my kissing quest to people. So when I kissed somebody, they didn't get the impression that I was um, trying to get involved with them or trying to have a sexual relationship with them. Mm-hmm. So the more it's up front, I think the better it goes. Um, I went to a flirting workshop, and one of the things the guy recommended was just saying right up, is it okay if we flirt? I love to flirt. And this is the, the parameters so that you're not giving anybody mixed signals. Because mixed signals, whether you're male or yeah. female, are just kind of a miserable thing. And so I tried to be as clear in my signals as possible. And it made a very nice opportunity to just move into this this rather intense sexual energy because I was having these very intimate moments with people where, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of the whole world fell away and we were exchanging kisses. You know, you have the most nerve endings in your lips and in the tips of your fingers. So it was this very um, intense personal energetic exchange and connection Mm -hmm. but then I would move out of very smoothly you know smile say thank you and and step away and so the the playfulness of it made it not such a difficult thing to obtain so a lot of times I'll hear women that I know say gosh I'd really like to have a lover I'd really like to have a partner but the how do you get from I need to figure out if this guy's a creep before I give him my number to (laughs) safe enough in bed can often be a long and frustrating and tiring process. Well, I think, yeah, I mean, look at life. I mean, how many many, many terrible, like, you know, crappy budget films are made just on the fact, I can't find a boyfriend. I need help. And so so takes her quest across the country trying to find a boyfriend. And there's the plot Mm -hmm. right there. Wonderful. There's films. There's books. I mean, yeah, go to the grocery store and stand in line for a couple minutes. There's books with Fabio all over them telling you, hey, you know, this is, you know, whispers in the wind and stuff like that. So, I mean, people, it's one of those hard things. I know, and I've often heard, I've had people say, oh, I just cut through the middleman. Get a prostitute. I'm like, what? (laughs) No, I don't agree with that, but I've had people tell me that before. I don't want to deal with all that emotion crap. I'm like, well, okay, that's not really a way to build a, you know, a fulfilling relationship, but, you know, with that. You mentioned something, too. You mentioned a flirting workshop. I didn't know they existed. Well, the question I have about that is, you know, flirting, even though I can't remember how to even do it anymore, to tell you the truth. Like, do we even flirt anymore, This would be Amber? the line for your girlfriend's here. Yeah, well, yeah I, have we ever flirted before, Amber? Poor Amber. Yeah, we're going to put our lights on a plate here. Have we, did, we, uh, did we ever flirt with each other? Yes. When? I can't. I'm on the spot now. I'll, I'll start taking notes. Hey, Amber. That's not flirting. That's creepy. <laughs> <laughs> well, it seems like flirting, you know, the act of flirting, you said that, you know, you, you lay the ground rules down right at the beginning and say, hey, look, I'd, I'd like to flirt with people. I would like to flirt with you. Would you like to flirt with me? Uh, and, and, well, no. No, I'm being serious here. Uh, it seems like a flirting, though, Katie, is it's, it seems like it's a very spontaneous thing. You just don't really... It seems like something you don't really mention, like, you know, announce it. It's just something you see it somebody. Happen. Yeah, you see somebody, you find them attractive, they find you attractive, and you kind of just both go back and forth, right? It seems like it would be, it would, it would, I know it would make it weird for me if somebody said, come up to me and said, uh, you know, Scott L., I, I love your radio show, and I find you really attractive. Uh, I would like to flirt with you right now. I'd be like, get the hell out of here. I'm smoking a cigarette. Go away. Especially if I said it in that voice. Well, yeah, you know. Well, yeah, yeah, but what if, what if I came up to you and I was running my hands, you know, like up and down my cleavage as I said, but I'd really like to flirt with you. Would that be okay with you? Absolutely. You win. <laughs> Gosh, that just seems like it would be so fun. Yeah, I, I, I would be, I would be putty in your hands, Katie. I guarantee you. <laughs> I think, I think that kind of makes the point, you know, of, of putting things up front, of something about how authentic you're being and how mindful you're being. So a lot of people approach sex, sexuality with well, I got really intoxicated and then I fell into bed with somebody once my inhibitions were lowered. And that's a way that works for a lot of people. You know, there's a lot of intensity, there's a lot of primal life force associated with sexuality, there's a lot of energy there. 
And we have, frankly, a society that has some really big wounds around sexuality. So how do you move into that? A lot of times people just kind of stumble into the territory. And with my kissing quest and um, my book about my kissing quest, I'm really exploring a mindful practice. What happens when I consensually engage with people? What happens when I decide what I want? What happens when I do it stone cold sober? Because I was never drinking and kissing at the same time. I feel like I shouldn't mix my vices. And for me, it works better to pick one or the other. And, you know, frankly, kissing can be a lot more fun than drinking for me. So I I went that direction for this period of time while I was doing my quest. And I can agree with that, too. Well, I mean, and often I think, you know, we only got a couple minutes before we have to go to break, but I think, you know, there is an issue in this country with sexuality and people being open about that. And people, the first thing that people do when they, uh, you know, when somebody is open, right, um, you know, I met, you know, lots of people in college that were, you know, that I had conversations with them and they're like, well, I'm very in tune with my sexuality. I can talk about anything you want to talk about. And, you know, even back then, that's like 10, you know, 10 years ago, I'm like, you know, slut. (laughs) <laughs> That's the first thing I thought, right? And I was much more, uh, you know, unenlightened than Katie, and I, I and I've come to understand that. But I think that that the public view still on that is, and I think it's it's from old morals from a different time of when you know of our existence here in this country, where you know being open about your sexuality, being open about these things, and and discussing them freely, or you know, or or you know, just having fun with it, it was frowned upon because yeah, we have a real hang up with that in this country. So it seems like it's changing, though. I agree. Yeah, it's kind of the Madonna whore complex. You know, you have the Madonna, the pristine woman who, you know, embodies all womanly virtues and then the whore, and women fit into one category or another. Yeah. And part of what was really fun about my kissing quest was I don't fit easily into either category. And I'm sure that there's some people out there who will read my book and, you know, immediately put me into the slut category. Yeah. And there was a vulnerability with writing a book and being that trans. Mm-hmm. At the same time, there seemed to be a real lack of tools for women to awaken and open their sexuality in a way that is gentle and honoring and compassionate. If there's been sexual trauma, it seems to be like, you know, oh, go do lots of therapy. And my Kissing Quest book is a way to open and awaken sexuality to heal sexual trauma that is fun and joyful and celebratory and connects you with this life force energy. And so that was an important enough message to me to be willing to stand up and say, well, yes, some people are going to point fingers and call me a slut and say, it's horrible, how could you do that? And that's okay, it's worth it. Well, and I think it's, uh, and most of all, from my observation, is that it's an empowering thing to do that, too, it seems. Uh, Like I already said, I mean, if you were to... if you, if I've seen it a thousand times, I worked in a bar for so many years, and mm-hmm. I saw certain women that would just go take me, you know, I you know, or or kiss me, you know, you know, and they and I say I saw a lot of guys, big guys, these big you know muscle bound dudes, kind of go, um, okay, what's going on? Who who's setting me up? Right. What's going on here? You know, and they get very nervous and they run away. I don't think I've ever seen a woman saying it quite like that before, but... What's that? I, take me. I'm yours. Oh, I've had that said a million times. Oh, it's, you please. Know, you just get, it's, living by, it's like living by the airport after but, a while. I just really <laughs> think about it. Like, whatever, yeah, take me. But Fine. most men are intimidated by confident women. Yeah, they are. They really are. I agree with that. Why don't we take a quick break here, Katie, because I need to cool down a little bit. I know Buddy okay. does, too. She's beat red right I need now. to smoke. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're talking about... Just sex and shamanism and all kinds of good stuff here. What's the name of your book again, Katie? The new book? It's Sex, Shamanism, and Healing, My Kissing Quest. And you can find it um, through Amazon or on my website. Okay, fantastic. And, uh, yeah, we're going to talk more about that here after the break. Um, Yeah, because I I really do need... Frying here, I'm melting. I, it, it'll be. Okay. I don't know if it's the sexual energy in the room right now, or if it's just the fact he that is in the room with two women. I am in the room with two women. This is very fitting, and we're paying more attention to each other than to him. <laughs> yeah, you know, does seem to be the way it goes sometimes. Story of my life. We'll be right back after this. For more info, visit ghostlytalk.com.
Listen to Darker Side of the Moon Thursday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Visit our website at darkersideradio.com. From horror movies to the paranormal, we cover it all. It's a spooky, weird, and zany kind of show. With your hosts, Laura Moon and Becky Ray. Don't miss it. Shadow governments, strange rituals, new world Shadow order, governments, strange buried treasures, new planetary out there. It's a strange world. Visit outthereradio.net for more information.
claim has the chance to get even the tiniest peek at who or what is on the other side. CPR, or Cooperative for Paranormal Research, is one of these groups. We are dedicated to finding the answers, dedicated to finding evidence, and dedicated to proving that some places are truly haunted. I love you, Bonnie. I love you, Scott. Kiss me. Ew. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll go back to the break. I love. <laughs> Try that again. I love you, Amber. I love you, Bonnie. Kiss me. Take me, I'm yours. Yes. <laughs> oh, it's just a. Oh, it's just steaming. The walls are dripping Ew. in the studio here. Ew. Oh, this is great. Alright. This is Ghostly Talk. I'm Scott L. I'm Bonnie. I'm Amber. And that's that's how you squash a bumper right there. <laughs> yeah, we did we it. We just great. showed you the step by step method of destroying the production of your radio show. Uh, anything else you guys might need, just let me know. Scott L. at Ghostly Talk. God, I'm out to, I'll show you how to wreck your radio show too, anytime. That's what I'm here to do is help out. We are talking about. Sex, shamanism, and healing. Well, you know, you want to make a comment, though. Uh, we were talking during the break, Katie, about about this, uh, you know, men who are intimidated by confident women. Let's talk about this. For, what do you have to say about this? Well, the point that I wanted to make is that, yes, there are absolutely some men who are intimidated by strong, confident women, mm -hmm. but there are a lot of them who aren't. And the great thing about the Kissing Quest was the men who weren't just decided that I was the coolest woman they had ever met after they heard about my Kissing Quest. They were so excited to see a woman who knew what she wanted and was clear about it and was putting it out there in a really authentic way. Yeah. And even even without a goal particularly of, you know, getting me into bed or having it go any further, they were just excited about the concept. And so yeah. the, the great thing about this is it was an extremely efficient way to weed out the men who really needed to stay in control with sexuality versus the men who were more available to share that kind of energy in a sexual situation. Well, um, what, what I found funny, I've, I've experienced this, and I'm sure you have too, Katie, is I've, yeah, I've, I've had buddies, and I'm talking about guys here, you know, mm -hmm. guys I went to school with or I've worked with, and they're like, well, I want a strong woman. I need a strong woman. That's what I, I, I only date women who are opinionated and, have, and they're strong. And I've seen them get involved with women and, who were opinionated, who were confident, who were strong, and all they did was fight with them. <laughs> I've, I've seen that before, you know, and I'm like, well, wait a minute, you, you, she doesn't know how to shut up, eh? we're always fighting, all. I'm like, well, wait a minute, you're the one who want. you said you wanted a woman who was opinionated and strong, now you have to listen to her opinion, you have to, you know, she's a strong person, you you know, you have to, I'm sorry, respect that, you can't fight with her all the time, and I, it just seems like some people talk out one side of their mouth, but they, you know, they say, they do something out the other side of their mouth, unfortunately. Yeah, I think relationships are just complicated. So what you think would work on paper in actual practice, your partner has a tremendous capacity for pushing those subtle buttons you didn't even know were there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's just one thing I've noticed about that. So, you know, but I think all in all, in, in this day and age, though, um, you know, most men are still intimidated by competent women out there, wherever they may meet them at. Uh, you know, and I think things. I think that's going to change. I think things are changing as we speak now too. Uh, there's just participation in all aspects. I think you know the women are there now, and I think you know it's good to see that. Number one, to see to see you know the change. And I you know again, there, it's, guys, you better mellow out out there because you're going to get you're going to get walked all over if you keep running your mouth. <laughs> that's all I'm going to yeah. say about that. Now, well, it's a different energy too when you have a strong woman who doesn't have a chip on her shoulder. So I consider myself a very strong woman. And I love men. I think mm -hmm. men are absolutely wonderful. Mm -hmm. And I like them in their power, and I like the masculine energy. Mm -hmm. And it's a real different energy when you have somebody who is being strong as a, I can prove to you I can do it, versus somebody who is clear about their desires but also 
has that receptivity, who's willing to let men contribute in their lives and yeah, yeah. Um, exchange energy and those kind of things. Yeah, so it's, I mean, it's there a is different a, field than adversarial. Well, yeah, there is a different there is a difference between you know being competent and being an ass, I guess, and being and being is. cocky. There is. I mean, and I have met people like that because too. Because men like that. men that are confident are attractive. Mm-hmm. Men that are arrogant. I want to hurt. <laughs> I so agree with you. Well, no, and I, I've seen that on both sides of the thing. I've met people that mm-hmm. they use the guise of I am confident and I am proud to be an ass, to be to be frank. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're well, I'm just a proud person and I'm opinionated. No, you're being stupid. Why are you going to treat people like that? I've seen that too. So, yeah, a confident person, you can see that from a mile away. I've met plenty mm-hmm. of people in my professional life, in my personal life, that I, I met them, and, and I know this, this is how I can earmark it, is women or men, it don't matter. Or people I've met, and I and, and what happens is I meet them, I talk to them maybe for a couple of minutes, and I go, I got a lot of respect for this person. I like this right. person, and I want to I want to learn from this person. You know, I've, in my professional life especially, you see that, and you can tell the people that are confident in their abilities and, and their talents, and I respect people like that. It don't matter if they're a man or a woman. So that's something I watch out for. So you, we, another thing I wanted to mention though too, and this goes for guys and gals also, um, is you know, there is something called, you know, and I, I mean, I guess it could be relationship trauma. It could be sexual trauma. I, I mean, there's, I'm sure there's varies of both. Um, and one thing that you talk about with, with shamanic techniques that, that you do, um, they, they, are, they, can, they can accelerate this type of healing of trauma, you know, especially around sexuality. A lot of people, we know that the whole joke of skeletons in the closet, baggage and stuff like that, where you get into a relationship or you meet somebody um, and you have a couple of good dates and then, well, you know, I've been through a couple of bad relationships. Is that kind of where we're going with this, Katie? Um, It's it's very, the shamanic work for healing is very extensive. Um, So... For men, one of the experiences they had, and one of the things I talk about in my book is because most of the sexual predators are male, women tend to lump all men into that sexual predator category. And that's not right or fair or just, but it is some of the reality. So a perfectly nice man can be really open and really connecting with a woman and then stumble into her sexual trauma and get shoved away really hard with kind of a bemusement of, hey, what just happened? Well, yeah, and I've I've seen that happen. I've I've seen it personally, and I've got a lot of friends who, and you can usually tell, it's like you're having a great time with this guy or gal, whoever it may be, Mm. uh, and then all of a sudden, boom, they just stop calling. Or they won't answer the phone. And you're like, well, what yeah. the heck did I do? And usually it's because you've fallen into a pit like that where... I'm sorry. It was because I got to know you. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, yeah. feeling, the feeling's <laughs> mutual, Bonnie. I love Whatever. you, Scott. So, but no, you've seen that where they just they just put the brakes yeah. on. And it could be a guy or a gal. They just put the brakes on and it's over with. And a lot of times, you know, you don't get any closure on that. And you don't really know what happened. But that's probably the reason right there. There is this trauma you're talking about, Katie. Yeah, and I think for a lot of people when they have trauma or they have deep relationship issues, their mainstream psychotherapy does not provide a particularly efficient way to heal it. It can have healing over time, but if they're deep issues, if you were molested by your father or you were beaten by your father or you were molested or you were a boy and you were molested by the priest in the church, there that technique of healing, while I'm not invalidating and I think counseling is wonderful it can be a long slow process so a lot of times people kind of make peace with the devil and say well I'll just be a little screwy in this area and try to kind of cut it out of my life and the great thing about the shamanic healing is you can actually go into the essence level you can bring back the pieces of energy that leave when there's trauma Um, psychologists describe it as dissociation Uh, shamanic practitioners talk about soul loss where to avoid trauma part of your energy or your essence leaves so you can bring those back and that creates a sense of wholeness you can go back and deactivate these pockets of energy of these painful events at the source and when that happens the natural healing process of the emotions and the psyche and the physical body and all of that together begin to flow very, very naturally. And the cool thing is you can do this in one session. It's Mm -hmm. not something that you have to have a whole series of sessions or you have to really work at. And so by opening up um, the energy centers, particularly the lower chakras, a lot of women have their lower energy centers um, you know, the, the power of their belly really, really closed down. And when you start to open those up, 
they come into their personal power. They know what they want and they know what feels good and what doesn't and they can interpret that information into clear boundaries. And so it means that as women, once we do this healing work, we know what we want and we aren't giving these kind of mixed signals where we're smiling at the guy at the door and saying, gosh, I had such a fabulous time, and then going, I'm so never going to talk to him again. We're able to be more authentic and present because it's safe and because we're in touch with our feelings in the moment. And this isn't a healing that has to take, you know, years and years of psychotherapy. It's something that you can begin to access in a session and with some very simple practices that I talk about in in my book on... Um, sex shamanism and healing my kissing quest Mm. Um, ways of moving the energy in those parts of the body that begin to open up and create this kind of healing well i think it's good on both sides because like you just said i mean that good that's a good uh you know analogy of that is you know oh i had such a wonderful time and you know uh, you're wonderful and i think you're great and then you go inside and in your mind you've already decided "Uh, i don't ever want to talk to this person again i I can't stand that it's not good for the other person too. That's that's that because what you're doing then it's a snowball effect it seems. And I've and I've seen this illustrated from people. You know, I got friends that they got into a bad relationship and then they go out and they just go out. Well, you know, as we know, guys they just go on a bender usually and they just go out and they they, they go out and try to conquer everything they see, right? Which is aggressive. It's and it kind of adds fuel to the fire of this whole creepy, you know, <laughs> stalker thing that you know women. Well, he's. Well, he's, he's, he's being very upfront with me. He's got to be a creep, you know, and stuff like that. It just kind of all kind of balls together where, you know, if a guy or a gal go through something bad, it seems is the only way they can cope with it is to go out and find somebody else to treat the same way to make themselves feel better. I'm not saying it's right, but you see that happen time and time again. I've seen it personally. Absolutely. You get a lot of perpetuation of trauma. So when somebody's wounded, they'll find somebody to bolster the ego, but then that doesn't work, and so they'll slam the door on them. And I think the best is the more that you come to a place of clarity in terms of your sexuality and your personal issues and do the healing work is you just don't attract the people who are really immersed in one of those patterns of being the victim and the perpetrator. Um, you know, being wounded by a lack of communication and then expressing lack of communication with someone else. Yeah. You just, there's just like an energetic mismatch, so you pass and you never look at each other and you just energetically attract in people who are much more in alignment for you. So it's like the nice thing is you have the most power to clean your own house in this regard. There's some wonderful, easy ways to do it. And when you do, you attract a completely different type of people into your life. And um, it just it just goes much, much better all the way around. Well, and I think that's still, what... I'm sorry, go ahead, Katie. Oh, I was going to say, there's still going to be people out there participating in all kinds of things that you don't necessarily want to engage in. You know, women who are manipulating men with their sexuality for what they can get, men who are objectifying and using women. But you can remove yourself from participating in those ways and attract partners and lovers and spouses that just are equally disinterested in that kind of energy. question I have, you know, and this may be more along the relationship line, is that and this always just... I've seen it, you know, with people, you know, ladies I work with, guys I work with. It goes both ways again. Uh, I've seen people, you know, and I've heard them talk about it, but I've also, you know, I've seen some of the spouses or better halves of some people. And and I look at them, and, you know, I'm a judgmental jerk. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be very frank here. I mean, I, I don't hold back on that at all. But, I've, you know, I see a beautiful woman, you know, I may work with who's just, you know, intelligent. She's got a sense of humor. She's just... You know, just a really good, well-rounded person from what I can see. Uh, and then I, you know, I've seen them with some people that are just like they're the polar opposite of them, right? And that don't make any sense to me. It's like you, you seem to be a pretty leveled person, you know. And I know I try to be a, as leveled as I can. And you know, I wouldn't want to be with someone whose life is in constant turmoil, or they're spending half their life in jail and half their life out of it, and then the other part are is not working. Are you talking about my marriage? Yeah, we're talking about your ex-husband. <laughs> no, oh, God. But, no, but I mean, I, I, it just seems like, you know, yeah, I always heard the old thing, opposites attract. But I mean, Amber, I, I'll say this, you know, right out of the thing, Amber's a very, you know, level person. We, we're both very mild people. I mean, we, we're, we're both intense in our, in our, in our emotions and in our, in our passions, not, you know, but I mean, you know, just like, you know, our interests, like in the paranormal, for example, we're very, you know, passion, very passionate. Passion, but not drama. Well, yeah, yeah, we're not, we're not a dramatic couple. We're, we never, I, I, 
I think I've won a couple of arguments, and that's... I'm just ki- I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, Wait, let me get my chart out. <laughs> All she had to do was look at you for you to retract that statement. No, but we, we don't... I mean, I I talked about this with a lot of people even listen to the show. And I'm like, no, we're, we're a very mild couple. We don't really... We've never really had long-term arguments or had stuff like, you know, the doghouse syndrome or whatever it was. I mean, we're not... We're a very non-dramatic, but yet very passionate couple. Uh, you know... I could not be with someone who whose life was like a roller coaster from day to day. It would drive me completely nuts. But I, every day I seem to see more and more people that seem, from what I can see, to be very, very well-rounded, very together, very confident in themselves, just going, you know, being with people that are completely horrible for them. I, can you explain that, why people would be attracted to something like that who really got their act together, it seems? Well, my take on it is that of all the things that human beings do, sometimes romantic relationships are the most difficult. So people can be really competent at work, at having friends, but the deepest woundings that they're carrying are in regard to romantic relationships. And if you get somebody who is not going to deal with the fact that, you know, daddy was an alcoholic and he was always absent, having somebody in your life who's really present but really dramatic can work. It can also be a chance to rewrite something. So if you pick a partner that's like a parent that you have unresolved issues with, mm-hmm. as an adult with a full spectrum of choices, you have an opportunity to make it come out differently. So instead of being the powerless child, you have options to leave ultimately is often a very good choice or engage with it differently. So whenever I see one of those situations where you, I see somebody seeming to devalue themselves in terms of putting up with certain treatments or behaviors yeah. partner, I, I tend to look at it as, as deep wounding that for whatever reason it's not the right place or time in their life for them to look at and for them to do healing on. And yeah. at the point that they do open that up, and of course I'm incredibly passionate about healing, it's so great, you could have such a better life experience if you if you work with some of this. Yeah. Um, that can, that really shifts and people, you know, stop doing the codependent thing of having somebody who they're rescuing or they stop accepting treatment from their partner because they're not so afraid to be alone or, you know, any of the host of other insecurities that men or women come up with. They stop as a man being the, well, she'd fall apart if I left her, so I'm totally 100% responsible for staying with this woman even though she treats me terribly. Mm -hmm. it, there's a there's a whole range of things that when you come home to yourself and you do your work, um, one of the fabulous rewards is you attract healthier, clearer partners. Your discernment, your ability to see people for who they really are goes way up, and your ability to attract people who are really in alignment for you, who's, you know, the qualities that you're seeing in them are, yeah. are truly what's there. Yeah, and that... Dramatically increased. Yeah, and that's I mean that's where it's at. I mean it is. I think it really comes down. I think you know, I you know I have a friend. You know Bonnie, you, you you a friend of ours. You you well more a friend of mine. Well, anyway, so okay, just get it yeah, out. I'll get it out. All right. Well, he literally told me he got he got divorced and said I can't sleep alone, Scott. I can't sleep alone. I have to have someone in bed with me. You know, just and then I, I know a lot of people yeah, that are I can't sleep to be alone. alone. I mean, that, and that is just like the most horrible codependence I've ever I've ever seen. I'm like, are you nuts? What are you, what are you talking about? Well, and I think everybody has areas where they have you know some real wounds, and at least he's able to be clear about it. Yeah, and be honest and, about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I have yet to meet the person who has absolutely no issues that they're working with. Because I think it's very hard to actually stay physically incarnate when you've mastered everything about the complexity of being human. No, oh, yeah. lots of issues. Yeah, no one's perfect. It's obvious, and we're all going to have something, no matter how together we have it. And there's always going to be something that just. I know Amber probably has found a list of things that just drive her insane about me. I and, have. Yep. No, we already have, you know, yeah. and, I'm, and, I, and I have a, very, a rather extensive list of stuff on her that just drives me completely insane, too. I have nothing on Amber. Amber's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> you, on the other hand, whew. Yeah, well. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, you got nothing. There you go. What was that for? What did I get hit for? I just hit you. All right. Well, anyways, Katie, I mean... <laughs> This is fun for no, me. No, this is called, we're, we're, we've reached the pinnacle. We are on meltdown Apparently, now, I, I need to do some work, though. I need to attract a better breed of men. Oh, do you? Yes. Well, well let's help Bonnie out here. What can she do? Well, um, 
Of course, as a shamanic practitioner, I'd recommend a soul retrieval, clearing any issues that related to romantic relationships. And then just a clarity that if you do do your work and you are really bright and shiny, men are going to be attracted to you. And some of them are going to be men who you wouldn't really want to spend a lot of time with because they have issues, but Mm -hmm. you're still bright and shiny. So a lot of it's just the discernment of saying, wow, I'm flattered that he's attracted to me, and walking away without extending a huge amount of time and energy engaging with with somebody who's not suitable. So that that sort of discernment and that clarity of saying, yes, of course men are attracted to me. I'm I'm bright, I'm shiny, I have a beautiful energy. I've been working on my issues. That doesn't mean I have to engage with them. Um, Other than that, I don't know. I find that when I'm wanting to attract a partner and that's open in my life, I just really stumble over them. And similarly for other women in my life who who have done the kind of shamanic work that I've done, um, it, it's it, sometimes it's like there's a you know wow I have somebody to choose from how do I pick rather than um, well you know there seems to be there seems to be a whole lot yeah well, um, well, positive manifestation the more you meditate on what you love about men um, and what's wonderful about men the easier it is to draw men with those qualities in so if you're if you're focusing on men are such jerks wow I'm really not having a good experience you're liable to meet more jerks if instead you're focusing on, you know, men have these wonderful qualities. They have this clarity of focus. They have this strength. When they emotionally engage with a woman, they want to protect her and contribute to her life. Wow, this is all really wonderful stuff. Even if you don't need protecting, it's wonderful to have somebody who wants to contribute to your life and mm-hmm. make sure that you're safe and take care of your well-being. Um, yeah. so, so focusing on that helps, too. Yeah, focusing on the good. And I think, yeah, when it, it, it's 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 really setting yourself up for, and I think that's what a lot of people, I mean, a lot of females that I've talked to, like, oh, men are such jerks. They're all, they're, I can't stand them all. I, I don't know how you can walk around being a man, Scott. <laughs> I'm doing all right. I'm I mean, not that bad. You know, I, I, yeah, I'm, yeah I'm, I'm, I don't see what your problem is. I mean, yeah, you've had a bad thing. But, yeah, having that attitude going into a relationship with that attitude is going to make you nothing but defensive and angry and every little thing they do is that you're just going to be focusing on the bad stuff. That goes for guys also, too. They, they, they you know, women are nothing but snakes. They drive me nuts. I can't deal with them. They're, 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 you know, it, so it goes both ways, obviously. So if you do, yeah, obviously focus on these good things and you know, look at the things that you are attracted to each other by. I think that w- that may that may help you out in the long run. Unfortunately, though, God, I could talk about God, this all that night. flew by. We need well, to we're have talking about again sex and for stuff. like I the mean, whole three hours. Yeah, we'll do a three-hour sex marathon with. I, I'm down <laughs> for it. I say we do it. I think it's some really, in all honesty, I think we covered a lot of ground on this last hour, Katie. I think a lot of people can benefit from this stuff. I mean, in the economy the way it is right now, I think, you know, all we really have right now are these good relationships or try to build on these relationships that we may be going into or already have. So, you know, there are things we can focus on like this to improve our quality of life, and I think you have a lot of good ideas on that, Katie. Well, thank you so much. I've really enjoyed talking to you. It's oh, been really yeah. fun. Oh, it's, uh, yeah, it's always great talking to you. Hang out for one second, okay? Don't leave us just yet, okay? Hang tight. Okay. What's the name of the book again? I always I keep forgetting the name of the book because I didn't put it in well, my notes here like an idiot. It's Sex, Shamanism, and Healing, My Kissing Quest. Mm, and, and it's available at handsoverheart.com as well as lots of information about the healing work that I do. Fantastic. And I want to thank you again, Katie, for joining us. Uh, again, your website is www.handsoverheart.com. I want to also thank Michael Sala, who we had on a little while ago. His website is www.exopolitics.org. And, of course, Dr. Lynn Kite. Did I screw it up? Kite. Kite. I've been going back and forth on this the whole show for talking to us earlier in the show, too. Kite. 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 All right, yeah. Um, I'd like to thank Doug for still sleeping right now. Doug is totally passed out. He totally missed the show. He is going to get... He's going to get hit so hard with a pillow tomorrow at work. I'm going to hit him. I'm going to find a with pillow. With a pillow? I'm going to bring a pillow into work. God, you're brutal. I'm going to walk up to his desk when he's sitting there, and I'm going to go, <laughs> his head and just walk Will away. you take a picture or a I'll video take a picture or a video of me hitting it? Doug on the head with a pillow that, and him just falling good. over out of his seat. I'll enjoy that. Um, I want to thank all you guys out there for listening to the show. Thank you, Amber, for helping out here. And yes, Amber. Hopping on the mic and doing your meathead impersonation earlier. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much. I appreciate it. We'll be back here, hopefully, with a full compliment. We're yeah. Gonna, I, you know, I was worried about that tonight, tonight about having Doug on the phone again because I thought we were going to start something like a blog talk show or something. I didn't want to do that. <laughs> you know, hey, what am I going to Hey, what? 
Why is everybody why is everybody pulling their lips back now? Just close the show. What's everybody pulling what's everybody close. Close shy for? Close the show. Hey, whatever, dude. This has been Ghostly Talk. I'm Scott L. I'm Bonnie. I'm Amber. We'll see you guys next week.